Hello, my love, and welcome to the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ by sharing the testimony that God has placed on our hearts. Now, as you guys know, this show airs twice a week, and today on this Faithful Friday, we are actually going to dive into the Word of God and how to apply the Word to our lives. And so I'm going to share a story with you. Now, funny enough, when I rebranded this show, I had no idea that it was going to be based around faith-based storytellers. I knew that I consider myself a faith-based storyteller. I knew that I wanted to live in Iron Life, which was a previous episode when I thought that was going to be the rebrand, but it ended up changing again to faith-based storytellers. So stick with me. I promise you I'm not all over the place. This is intentional. Um, but I had no idea that this was going to be centered around faith-based storytellers and that we were going to both highlight the storytellers and we're going to increase our faith. And so here today on this Faithful Friday, I want to talk to you guys about how many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And so a couple days ago, actually, I want to say it was like last week at this point, um, I was on a call with the Faith Audio Network. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Faith Audio Network, it's our membership program where um, we not only help podcasters or faith-based storytellers launch their podcasts, but we also have prayer calls. We also have trainings. We bring in guest experts. Um, so if you're not familiar with that, make sure you check the link in the bio. You can go ahead and sign up for the Faith Audio Network today. But I was on a call with the storytellers in the Faith Audio Network. And this week in particular, um, we had Kylie leading the call. And then Kylie is our, our prayer coach. She's our prophetic prayer coach. And Kylie had just returned from an international trip. Uh, she ended up going back to her hometown. Um, and she ended up just meeting some amazing people in amazing ministries. And Kai shared a story about something that happened on her trip. And it changed my perspective completely. And so I wanted to share that with you today. Now, when Kai was sharing her story, she was talking about how when she traveled abroad, she ended up visiting a church. Now, this church was located on the very top of a hill. Um, this was back in her hometown, but it was located on the very top of a hill. And what happened was years ago, a couple of ministers or missionaries ended up visiting this city and they decided to stick around and serve this city. And one of the missionaries had a vision that they would build a church on top of the hill because this church in this city actually overlooks the entire city. And this is a city that's known for serving other gods or not necessarily serving God. But they knew that if they could build this church, it would be a beacon of light, a beacon of hope for the city. Um, and it would be a place where other missionaries could come as they travel, as they do their travels um, and just stop through. So they would have, you know, a room within this church where people could stay. They would have the church itself. There would be these beautiful glass windows that overlook the city. So when you pray in this church, it would be as if you were praying over the entire city. Well, the missionaries were not from that city or that country. And so they ended up having to go back to their home country and the church wasn't built in their time. However, when they were in when they were doing this uh, ministry, when they were doing this service, there were other families, other missionaries that would gather together with them. And one of the other families had a little boy 
And this boy grew up to become a man. And this man is now the pastor of that church. And she was talking about how this pastor's faithfulness was so life changing because not only was the church built over time, since the missionaries who had the vision ended up having to leave, the other missionaries that came behind them carried that vision to life, which I believe is very important. As Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision and make it clear so that all who read it can run with it. People are like, oh, let me write the vision and make it clear. It's going to come true. No, that next verse says so that all who read it can run with it because it may not be you who carries out the vision. It may be someone else who carries out the vision. Um, but that's what happened. The other missionaries carried out the vision. They ended up building this beautiful church. Um, it ended up being on top of the hill, the glass windows, the vision, everything. And people would come and they would pray over the city from this church. But the little boy that grew up to be the pastor um, just happened to be there at the moment that she and her friend visited the church. And when they visited this church, you would assume that this would be a grand church with lots of people. And she was saying there were only 10 people in service. There were only 10. Yet the pastor showed up faithfully, diligently. He preached God's word. He served the people. He prayed over the people and he did so faithfully. Now, in another episode, I'm going to talk about faith versus faithfulness, because I feel like this story kind of pulled that out of me. Like, what's the difference between faith and faithfulness? But today I just want to focus on the fact that many are called, but few are chosen. And Kai was saying that this man was definitely called to ministry, but he was chosen to be the steward over that house. He was chosen to be the steward over that flock, over that church. And his love and his heart for God was so pure that you could feel it. You could feel it in the love that he shared and the energy that he gave the people that came through in in the words, in the in the testimonies, in the stories, you know, she mentioned how he brought out a photo album of all of the other missionaries that came through and a photo album of how the church was built. And you could just feel the love of God in this man. And so while she was telling this story, she was talking about how many are called, but few are chosen. And she said, the pastor is a nameless, fearless soldier. Like when you think about, she was talking about World War II and how when people went to World War I, it was, you know, uh, fought by the strongest. But World War II was fought by the men who may not have been the strongest. They may have been the regular workers. They may have been, you know, the fathers. They may have been some of the homemakers, you know, but World War II was fought by the fearless. They were, they were fearless. They were nameless, but they were soldiers. They volunteered to go before and fight for their people. And in return, they ended up winning a war. And so when God calls people, it's a matter of will you answer that call? Because a lot of us are called, but only a few of us are chosen. And so I want to talk about that today because I believe that I have been chosen. And I'm going to share with you why I believe I've been chosen. But I believe after hearing that story that Kai shared in our call, it got me thinking and it made me kind of realize that the vision that I have for Faith Audio Network, the vision that I have for what God has given me, 
is like a church on top of the hill. I want to build out a community, a platform, um, a place where people can come to share their stories, to increase their faith, to live out their testimonies, and to send waves out, literal audio waves through their podcasts across the world to where they're impacting not just uh, themselves or the people close to them, but there is a generational impact. Because I believe podcasting is legacy. When you look back at history, right? When you look back at things that happened in the past, the only reason we know these things is because the story continued to be told. Whether that be through the books that people wrote or whether that be through the audio stories that you have heard from your ancestors or from your parents or your grandparents or the people that came before us passing these stories down. Like books that live in a library, I believe that our podcast will be the legacy that we leave behind where the next generations can hear our stories from our voice. They can hear how faithful God is. They can hear how good God was in our lives. They can hear some of the obstacles that we overcome so that they know that they don't have to go through that same obstacle. They don't have to repeat that same cycle because we have already overcome it, not just from a spiritual lens, but from a physical lens. And so believing that podcasting is legacy I believe that I am called to help faith-based storytellers tell their story, but I believe that I'm chosen to deliver the word that God has given me so that it can impact and help the other missionaries that come after me to continue to build out the vision that God has for his church. And so I believe that no matter what happens, right? When you think about podcasting, when you think about recording, when you think about something you're building, we always want the grand impact. We always want thousands and millions of people to show up. But like that pastor, it really doesn't matter who shows up. If God has called you to impact one person or two people or just three people, then that's okay. And that's something that I had to learn as I'm building out the network, because sometimes everybody comes onto the call. And then sometimes I'm sitting there by myself for the first 10 to 15 minutes and I, I used to get discouraged or like the spirit of discouragement tried to creep up because it's like, okay, well, where are they? <laughs> you know, these people have lives. Like, but I thought they would at least show up like today. It's not even about that. It's about whoever God calls to that call, whoever God brings to listen to that one podcast episode that you put out. Whoever God leads to attend that event that you work so hard for, it doesn't matter about how grand the scale is. If you can change one person's life through your story, through your testimony, through your obedience, then that person can then go out and spread the vision and build the church that God has, the vision that he's placed in your heart. And so it doesn't matter how many people show up. If no one shows up, God is still good. I just want to give you that reminder. If no one watches, if no one subscribes, if no one likes, if no one shares, if no one listens, if no one walks into the door, God is still good. And the vision that he's placed on your heart is still real. And we need to be obedient and we need to carry out that vision. And so back to our point, many are called, but few are chosen. When I, when I actually found that scripture, it was found in Matthew 22, and it was about a wedding parable. So let's go ahead and go to Matthew 22. Okay, so today I'm reading out of the 
Christian Standard Bible Translation. And so Matthew 22 tells the parable of the wedding banquet. And it reads, once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out his servants and said, tell those who were invited, see, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away, one to his farm, one another, oh, I'm sorry, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. And so the king was enraged and he sent out his troops, killed those murderers and burned down their city. Then he told his servants, the banquet is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go then to where the road exits the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out to the roads and gathered everyone they found, both evil and good. The wedding banquet was filled with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for the wedding. So he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him up hand and foot. Verse 14, for many are invited, but few are chosen. Now, I wanted to make sure that that was the topic of our conversation today, because when we hear that verse or when we read Matthew 22 um, verses 1 through 14, it's easy for us to look at it as just a plain story that has nothing to do with any of us. Right. So plain story. There's a king. He's holding a banquet for a wedding for his son. Nobody showed up, so he invited the world, but then one guy showed up and he was like not dressed right, so he kicked him out. Okay, but that's from a worldly point of view. Let's actually break this down through a spiritual lens, right? So Matthew 22, it opens up about the parable of a wedding banquet, and it says Jesus spoke to them in parables. So this is a story that Jesus told them. This is a story that Jesus is sharing and so he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. The kingdom of heaven, heaven is like a king, our father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, who gave a party, a wedding banquet, a celebratory event for his child. So heaven is like a wedding party that we are given as God's children. It's a wedding. It's a party. It's a party. A cel he's celebrating us. And then he said, so he went to his servants to summon those invited to the banquet. So there are people who already had invitations. There are people who already have an invitation to enter the kingdom of heaven. There are names that are already written in the Lamb's book of life. There are people who God has chosen to come into the kingdom of heaven to live an eternal life with Christ. But when we jump down um, to verse three, he says he sent the servants to summon those who were invited to live an everlasting life with Christ, but they didn't want to come. It literally says, but they didn't want to come. And so again, God had mercy. He was like, okay, maybe they didn't hear what I was saying. Like 
The Lord is like, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. I want to invite you to live an eternal life with me. I want to invite you to enter into salvation. I want to invite you to be loved and to literally live in love because God is love for the rest of your life, both on earth and in heaven. And so verse four, he said, again, he sent out his servants and said, tell those who were invited, tell my people, I've prepared a dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered. So I got food for you and everything is ready. Everything is ready for you to receive. All you have to do is come. This is an invitation to Christ. This is an invitation into the kingdom of God. This is an invitation to have a relationship with your heavenly father. He wants to celebrate you. He wants to bring you into this celebration, this party that he is hosting. All you have to do is show up. The, the table has been prepared. The food has been prepared. All you have to do is show up. And then he says, come to the wedding banquet. In verse five, he said, but they paid no attention and went away. One of them went to his farm. Another went to his business. And the rest of them seized, captured these people that God sent out to tell them about this banquet that had been prepared for them. They captured them and killed them. And so just verse five alone, the fact that no one paid any attention means that those were who those who were invited to live a life with Christ, those who were called to come to this banquet, those who were chosen to be in the presence of the Lord paid no attention. And so I'm curious how many of us have received the invitation to Christ, but we aren't paying attention to it. How many of us have heard the word of God, but we we decided not to answer that call or we know we've been called and we decided not to be obedient, whether it be through fear or procrastination or doubt or worry or any of the, the worldly or fleshly feelings that may rise up. How many of us have been called, but we decided that we weren't going to answer that call? So verse five, it said it paid no attention, but what really stuck out here for me is he said that one, they went away. So one went away to his farm. So one was more worried about his land, his house, the money he's getting. One was one went away. He was like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want to come celebrate. I don't want to come live with Jesus. I don't want to come to the celebration, this party for me. I don't want to do all that. I would rather go and focus on what I can get myself, my land, my house, uh, mind, uh, my man, you know, my kids. I want to focus on what I believe is my home. The other one went to his business and he was like, oh no, no, thank you. I don't want to come to Christ. I'm good. I don't want to celebrate. You know, I don't want to be in heaven. Like, no, I'd rather focus on this business. You know, this business is making me money. This business is growing here and there. This business is doing this, 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 and that. Like, I'd rather focus on my business. So from a spiritual lens, are we more focused on what we can get on this earth or how much money we can make or how much time we're trading in order to get the desires that we want versus actually 
inviting or not even inviting because we've already been invited, receiving that invitation from God and working with him alongside or receiving that invitation from God and allowing him to order our steps so that we can be celebrated, so that we can enjoy this celebration, this event that's for us. And then he said the other one, the other one seized the servants, mistreated them and killed them. And so we know that there is the Antichrist. We know that there are people who just blatantly do not want to serve the Lord. But we also know that the Bible talks about how Satan is the God of this world. And so knowing that we live in the earth and Satan is the God, baby G, <clears throat> of this earth, um, there's a lot of people who will see those coming out, you know, talking about the word of God, talking about the talking about the kingdom of heaven, talking about all the beautiful things that God does for our lives. And they're going to be like, nah, we don't want that here. Kill them. There's that. So are you more focused on your house and getting what you want out of life? Are you more focused on a business and building this life that you believe that you are supposed to have? Are you more focused on uh, killing or chastising or diminishing the people that are coming to bring you the word of God? Or are you focused on the event, the celebration? Are you focused on our heavenly father? Are you focused on the king, the king of all kings? You know, are we focused on receiving that invitation from God? Because all of these people have been called. The business people have been called. The farmers and the homeowners have been called. And even those who have hatred in their heart, those who had hatred in their heart were called. They were still called into a relationship with Christ. But none of them chose to accept that call. None of them were chosen to attend this banquet. So then when we go further down in the chapter, um, verses, verse 10 specifically, Actually, let's start with verse nine. Um, this is after, you know, no one answered the call. And so the king said, okay, in verse nine, go then to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. Go then to where the road exits the city and find everyone, invite everyone you find to this party. Because sometimes, and it talks about how Jesus says, you know, in his own house, a man is not welcome. So in your own city, in your own home, wherever you are, there may be no support. There may be no love. There may be no encouragement. But when you step out of your comfort zone and you go to where God has called you or you go to the next city, there may be those people who are like, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you can do this. Oh, let me tell you about how God did this in my life. Oh, let me let me help you along this journey. It may not be in your own home. And so when he said, go out where the roads exit the city. So you got to go out of this city because I didn't already burn down this city. I didn't already killed the people who tried to kill my people in the city. You got to leave this city and invite everyone. He said, invite everyone you find both evil and good. So it doesn't matter if you have been a Christian for your entire life. And it doesn't matter if you are a newfound Christian and you just accepted Jesus Christ five minutes ago. And it doesn't matter if you are still living in sin. God wants you to receive this invitation. He wants you to hear about the love of Christ. He wants you to receive his word. He wants you to come into the kingdom of heaven. This is an invitation for everyone, both evil and good. 
and he's sending servants out. He's sending messengers out. He's sending missionaries out to share the word of God, to share the vision and to share what the kingdom of heaven is like, this celebration, this party, this event just for you, because he wants you to receive that invitation. He's calling you to receive that invitation. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. And so they go out, they invite everyone, and the wedding banquet was filled with guests. Imagine that. The people who were actually invited to accept the kingdom of heaven decided to turn it away because of worldly things, a house, a farm, a business, jealousy, hatred. But the people who were not initially invited, but they were invited because many are called and few are chosen. They were invited. They accepted this call to this event. And it was filled with souls who entered into the kingdom of heaven. It was filled with people who went to this party that Jesus had set just for us. But what I found interesting is that the story didn't stop there because in verse 11, he says, when the king came in, he sees the guests, but he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. And so he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? He's like, friend, what you wearing? For real, like, this is a wedding. Like, what, what are you doing? And the man was speechless. And so from a physical lens, I can easily look at that and be like, you know what? I just invited these people who I don't know to this wedding. And this dude decided to show up in basketball shorts and a tank top where everybody else is wearing wedding clothes. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? I invited you here for a reason. Like you could have at least played the part. But from a spiritual lens, I look at this as, you received an invitation and you weren't prepared because many of us may receive an invitation from Christ. We may receive an invitation to go to an event, to go to a banquet, but we're, we might not be prepared. And so how can we spiritually and physically be prepared for what God has in store for us? Whether that be in the job that he wants to give you, or whether that be in the house that he wants to give you, or whether that be in just the love that he wants to give you, are you prepared to receive what God has for you? Because if we accept this invitation and we show up looking raggedy, we are going to get kicked out just like this guy. <laughs> so we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared for what God has for us. And so it's so interesting how in verse 13, after the man was speechless, he didn't say nothing. Like he didn't say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I came from work or I'm so sorry. I didn't have the clothes. He was just like, 
I'm here, ain't I? Like he was speechless. Like, and so the king in verse 13, the king told his attendants, tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now this could be seen as torture from a worldly perspective. Like, dang, he kicked him out because he didn't have on, you know, Gucci. No, it's not like that. I, I find it so interesting that he said, tie him up hand and foot. So when I think about spiritually hand and foot, because he was not prepared for what God had for him, the king, our father, made sure that his hands, the things that he creates with, the things that he is able to pick up things with, the things that he is able to hold on to things, to touch things, to receive something with was tied up. But not only his hands were tied up, but his feet were tied up. The instruments that allow him to carry out that vision, to walk in the Lord's will for his life, to take the next best step were tied up. So because he was not prepared for this invitation that God had sent him, the king made sure that he was not able to continue in the work that he was called to do, to receive the gifts that God had called him to receive, to take the journey into the promised land, to take the steps to walk the journey into the land that God had for him. He was not ready. He wasn't ready. And so his hands and his feet were tied up and he went into outer darkness. And that darkness doesn't have to be, it was dark outside. It could be depression. He went into, you know, a very dark place in his life because he wasn't ready. And he said, there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But verse 14, which is our focus for today, is where it says, for many are invited, but few are chosen. Many are invited, but few are chosen. All these people the people who declined the invitation, the people who accepted the invitation, who weren't ready, and the people who accepted the invitation, they was ready. All of these people were invited, but very few were actually chosen. And so what I loved about this scripture and what I loved about the story uh, that I shared with you earlier about the pastor that Kylie experienced during her international trip was that that pastor was called and chosen, right? Called and chosen. Verse 14, when it says many are invited or another uh, translation says many are called, but few are chosen. The, the man who went into the, the wedding, who wasn't wearing nothing, he was called, but he wasn't chosen. The pastor was called and he was chosen. And so I found it interesting because I decided to look up and do some studies myself, right? So I decided to actually look up what these words mean. And this is how you can learn how to study the Bible for yourself. Just look up the words, you know, God created the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. His word has been here from the very beginning and these words have meaning. So it's important for us to understand the meaning of these words. So when I look at the word called, called means to name, to create into being, or to cry out. Okay. Called means to name, to create into being, or to cry out. And so when you think about a call, right? I don't know about you guys, but when I grew up, we didn't have cell phones yet. I got my first cell phone in like elementary, middle school. But before that, you had to call the house phone. And when you called the house phone, you may have been calling for me, but somebody else may have picked up that phone. 
and they're going to say hello. And you're going to be like, hi, can I speak to Michaela? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, one moment. Let me call her and let her know. And then my parents go put the phone down and be like, Kayla, you got a phone call from your friend. Okay. That's a simple phone call. But there are steps required within that call, right? Someone has to pick up the phone and intentionally dial the number to speak to the person that's there. God has already invited us. He has already called us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We have to answer the phone. We have to greet him. And then we have to listen. First off, we have to hear, let's get before that. We have to hear the call. We have to hear the phone ring. So we have to receive, we have to see this invitation. We have to hear the invitation. We have to hear the voice of God inviting us in. We have to answer it. We have to pick up the phone. So do the action, do the action. We have to be prepared, do the action, pick up the phone. And then we have to listen. We have to actively and intentionally listen to hear the voice of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. We have to hear the word of God, which is why I believe podcasts are so instrumental because it is a, it is a stronger way um, to receive information. So we have to hear it. We have to hear this call from the Lord. And then we have to respond because a phone call is not a call unless it's a conversation between two people. <laughs> Sorry guys, I don't know what's going on in my throat, but we have to respond to this call. It's not enough just to hear the, hear the call, the phone ringing. It's not enough just to pick it up. It's not enough just to not listen. We also have to respond. And so the invitation that the king sent out to the people, the, the farmer, the businessman, and the people who tried to kill his people, they heard the call. They had already had the invitation, but they didn't respond. They didn't come. They didn't want to. So we have to respond. And when I looked up the word chosen, it means one who is of an object of choice or of divine favor. So when I think chosen of divine favor, you can be called, God can call everyone into the kingdom of heaven. But those who are chosen are those who not only receive divine favor, but who are of divine favor. Now, you're probably wondering what divine favor is, because I also thought the same thing. I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does divine favor mean? Come on, Lord, help me. Um, one thing I found so interesting is that here in 2023, my word for this year is divine. Um, technically, it's from October 2022 to October 2023, because every every year the word gives me uh, the Lord gives me a word that I need to focus on for that year. So my birthday is in October. For this time, it was divine. Um, and when I looked up the word divine for this year, it meant to be like God. To, so in Ephesians 5, 2, it says to imitate our father in love. So I knew that this was going to be a year of increased love, whatever that meant for my life. But when I looked up the actual word divine for the purpose of this study, divine means of, from, or like God. Of, from, or like God. We were created in the image of our father. So we come from our father. He created us. God created man and woman in his image. He created them um, to be of 
God. We are not of this world, but we are in the world. So we are of the kingdom of heaven. We are of God. And then it said, to, or to be like God, to be like him, to imitate him, to uh, share in his characteristics, to share in his presence. I'm not saying that we are gods. I am saying that we are supposed to emulate our father. Like um, we're supposed to mirror Jesus Christ. We're supposed to uh, reflect his love and everything to be like him. Now, one thing I love is that when I looked up my name, and I believe names are very important, it's important to understand what your name means, but my name actually means like God, who is like God. Michaela means who is like God. And so knowing that divine means of, from, or like God, and Michaela means who is like God, I already understood that my name, my being is divine. But when I looked at the word favor, favor means approval, support, or to the benefit of. Approval, support, or to the benefit of. So when he says that many are called, but few are chosen, we know that chosen means of divine favor. And so I know that myself, Michaela, is of divine favor. And so that means that I know that I have been chosen for such a time as this to deliver this word that God has given me to be obedient in the call that he's placed on my life so that it can not just uh, be a benefit to me, but be a benefit to those listening. And I also understand that knowing that favor means approval, support, or to the benefit of means that the Lord is my approval. The Lord is my support. And so that anything that I do, I already, I am already victorious but from a spiritual lens, it's this invitation to this party. We are already chosen to receive benefit, approval, support. We have already been given this invitation. And so are we going to answer this call? Are we going to answer this call and be among the chosen few? For many are called, but few are chosen. And so I believe that it matters. It matters to God when we are faithful in small things. It matters to God when we are obedient. It matters to God when we decline his invitation to receive. These things matter. It matters to God that we answer this call because he could have called everyone. He could have called anyone, but he decided to call us. He decided to invite us. And so it matters when we respond and how we respond. That, that, that how we respond matters. Even if we're like, oh yeah, 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 God, I accept you in my heart. I love you, Jesus. I want to come. And then I'm sitting here, you know, talking down on or gossiping about somebody or not being patient or not being loved. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm going to this party though. So it don't even matter. Like, no, like the way that we show up, not just for those who we admire or those who um, are our role models or those who we desire things from, the way that we show up for everyone, the way that we love on our neighbor, the way that we love on our kids, the way that we love on our spouses, the way that we love on ourselves, you know, the way that we love on those who throw hate on us, that stuff matters. Because it's, it's one thing for us to say that we live for Christ, but it's another thing for us to live for Christ in our actions. The whole nother thing. We got to live it in our actions. This is why I am living an iron life, because I believe that as iron sharpens iron, 
one friend, one woman, one man sharpens another. But an iron life is applying the word of God to our lives. We can't just read it. We have to we have to apply it. There has to be application. And so today, I want to make sure that we're among the chosen. I want to make sure that we're not just called, but we are actually answering this call. We are actually uh, accepting this invitation. We have RSVP to this event. We are saying yes to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And we are among the chosen. We are among those who receive divine favor. Because when we look at the Lord's prayer, um, I want to say it was Paul who says, this is how you should pray. Our father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, the kingdom of God, that invitation that we received from the king, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. May God's will be done. May your kingdom of heaven come to us on earth where we are right now, the, the, the world where Satan is the God of. May God's kingdom come to us here in Satan's territory where he has dominion. May God's will be done here on earth while we are alive, while we're in the land of the living as it is in heaven, because this is an invitation to the kingdom of heaven. But who says we can't enjoy heaven on earth while we are here as well so when we enter into our when we transition out of this life and go into a next life yes we have received our salvation yes we have rece received eternal life in christ yes we have received jesus into our heart and we believe um and so we go on into that second life we go on into eternal life in christ but who says we can't receive heaven on earth which is what we pray that kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, on earth, as it is in heaven. Um, who says we can't receive that? Who says we can't be among the chosen and have divine favor and have uh, approval from God, support from God, uh, a benefit from God to be like God, not gods. I'm not saying you're going to be a God, to be like God, to mirror the love, the joy, the peace of Christ here on earth, who says we cannot be chosen to receive heaven on earth? Many are called, but few are chosen. And so just want to make sure I got this, uh, everything that we talked about today. Yes. My question is, are you called or chosen? Are you called or chosen? Or have you been called and you haven't been receiving that call? Or are you chosen and you are walking in the divine favor for your life and you are walking in the approval and the support of God and you are walking in faithfulness and you have answered the call on your life that God has placed? Like you've heard it, you've received it, you've listened to it and you've responded. Have you been called or have you been chosen? And when you were called, and you answered that call, I believe that when we answer that call, we step into the few that are chosen because that's obedience. We are saying, yes, God, I want what you want for my life. Yes, God, I receive this word for my life. Yes, God, I believe that you are my father. I believe that you were born and raised and that you died a gruesome death and you were crucified on the cross but not only that you died, but that you rose again and that you are coming to judge the living and the dead. I receive you as my savior. I receive you as my father. I receive you as my king, the king of all kings. Are we allowing 
are we choosing the Lord over ourselves or our own desires? That's my questions for you today. Are you called or are you chosen? And have you chosen God to be the head of your life? So I hope this episode was a blessing to you. If you are watching this on YouTube, I uh, apologize for the different um, camera angles or camera, I don't even know what you call this. I apologize that it looks different because when we started recording, the enemy was after us and I've recorded this multiple times and every single time my camera decided to be storage full and it's not. So I had to switch it up record the first half um, on my phone and then the second half on Zoom. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize for the various qualities, but I wanted to make sure that this word got out because I believe it's important. Um, because just like that pastor who started the, the, who created the church on the hill, just like the minute, the missionaries who had the vision, it may take other people to come in and take that vision and bring it to life. That may be our children. That may be our next generation. But we can still have divine favor in heaven on earth while we're here. And that the vision that God has for our lives and for the next generations will always be carried out because his plans are greater than our plans and his ways better than our ways. So let's surrender to God's ways, his plans, his plans to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. Let's surrender our plans to his and allow that divine favor, whatever he has for us, to be uh, the, the guiding blocks or the, the, the lights onto the path that we need to take the next best step because we don't want our hands or our feet to be tied up like the guy who was not prepared. All right, loves. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I am very excited about this newfound um, clarity regarding the brand. Um, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I rebranded to the Iron Life and then I rebrand again to Faith-Based Storyteller Show because everything happens for a reason. And what I thought was going to be the Iron Life, I realized through clarity, through obedience, through answering this call for my life, that it is the Faith-Based Storyteller Show because um, that's what the Lord has for me in this season. It's not saying that I'm not going to focus on the iron life because I am living an iron life, but I realized that was for me personally. And in me living this iron life, I am able to do, to deliver and to do what God's called me to do so that I can highlight these faith-based storytellers so that I can um, have Bible studies like this. So what you guys can expect, and I'm going to ask you to hold me accountable to this because your girl needs some accountability. Um, but what my goal is moving forward, uh, as I enter into the next season of my life, I'm entering into my birthday, which is another year, but it's also a new decade for me. I'll be 30. But what you can expect is I'm hoping to do two episodes a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. So Tuesdays, we're going to be, it's going to be Tuesday, Testimony Tuesday, or Storyteller Tuesday, where we talk to faith-based storytellers and we hear their testimonies. We hear what God is doing in their lives. We hear about their podcast or whatever the, the Lord has for them. And then Faithful Fridays, where we actually dive into the word of God to increase our faith. So hopefully this is a blessing to you. If you resonate with this message um, in any way, shape or form, please make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, 
review the podcast, rate the podcast, all of it matters. Um, it's just a way for us to get this message out to more people. I'm not relying on the YouTube algorithm. I'm not relying on the podcast analytics to make this thing take off. I know that, as I said in the beginning, if it's for one person, if it's for two people, if it's for just 10 people, if it's just, if I, if I only get 10 downloads on this show, um, then that is still faithful. I'm still faithful in what God has called me to do. I'm still being obedient. And those 10 people can be the exact people that we need to carry out the vision and to carry out this, this mission that we have to save souls and tell more people about God and Jesus and who he is in our lives. So I just want to be obedient. Um, and I want to invite you along this journey. So if you are a faith-based storyteller and you have a podcast or a book or a program, or you are being obedient to what God has called you to do. I want to invite you to be a guest on the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. Um, if you are a faith-based storyteller who wants to launch a podcast, um, I invite you to the Faith Audio Network. Join us in the network. We meet every single week. We have a Bible study. We have prayer calls. We have guests come in. We have podcast trainings. Like Faith comes from hearing, hearing the voice of God, hearing the word of God. So if we can tell more people about this word, if we can tell more people about Jesus, then we can increase not just our faith, but others because it's iron sharpens iron. One person sharpens another. All right, loves. That concludes this episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. I will catch you loves next week. As always, remember that God loves you and so do I. Talk to you later. Bye.